the Braves just went up 2-0. Nah, I'm kidding. It's our 2021-22 NBA preview. Zach, I know you're excited for this season. Your Lakers are looking solid. Yeah, the Lakers are looking nice. Dodgers, not so much. Dang. Well, this, well, who knows what it's going to look like. Uh, actually, this will drop Tuesday, so it'll still be 2-0. But that is for another time. We've got our full-blown NBA preview today. And we're going to begin with some award predictions. And we start with the rookie of the year. Zach, this is as unpredictable as any award. I mean, for all we know, the 60th pick could win it. That's probably not going to happen. But LaMelo Ball won it last year. Jeez, I'm blanking on who it was. No, it was John Morant the year before that. So which rookie in your eyes is going to shine? I know you're not a big college basketball guy, but let's hear your take. Yeah, so I haven't really been following preseason too much or anything like that so far. But from the media and what I've seen just like going through Instagram and stuff, Jalen Green's been looking really tough, and he's honestly my pick. We just got to see how uh, his team does and if they can can pull something together. For Yeah, and like to your point, the Rockets are not exactly a great team, if we're being totally honest. However, at the same time, Jalen Green, that kid is athletic. Played for the G League Ignite last season. Rockets took him second overall. Now, I thought they were going to take Jalen Suggs with the second overall pick. Solely based, solely based off of what he did at Gonzaga. However, based on like what you said, I don't watch much preseason basketball either, and I don't watch the G League either, so I've never seen the kid play. However, he seems legit. His hops seem legit. So I, this probably will be the only time we agree on the show, but I'm also going to go with Jalen Green. And he, he plays for Houston, which isn't in a great spot right now. However, I think we can certainly agree that he's in a better position than Detroit. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I know you don't have much more to say about rookies, so let's move into coach of the year. Zach, I believe it was Mon- – no, it was Thibodeau who won it last year with the New York Knicks. So, who wins it this year? Do you actually want to start off on this one? Because I have an interest. I- okay. Yeah, I'll start. I'll start. So, and this may be a little bit foreshadowing going into our standings later since the coach of the year usually surprises, but – Give me Eric Spolstra and the Miami Heat. He, in my opinion, is the most underrated coach in the National Basketball Association. I mean, don't forget, I know the Heat were terrible last season, but two seasons ago, literally a year ago, the Miami Heat were in the NBA Finals in the bubble, losing to your Lakers. I know they lost that series. However, he took that series to six with Goran Dragic hurt. Adebayo missed half the series, too. And dare I say it, if they were fully healthy, they would have given the Lakers a real run for their money, in my opinion. That series goes seven if Adebayo and Dragic are healthy, you can disagree with me all you want, but he's the most underrated coach in the NBA, and he's going to show it this year when the Heat exceed expectations. How they exceed expectations, only time will tell. So, you see, the funny thing is, I was actually going to say either Eric Spolstra or Nate McMillan, um, because just coming off the stellar uh, playoff performance by the Hawks, I think that they're going to be a real contender, probably like a four, another four, four, solid four seed, I'd, I'd say. And uh, depending on how they're looking, I, I think Nate McMillan could have actually gotten it last season. Um, and so he's probably my top pick. But I was actually thinking about Eric Spolstra as well um, for the reasons you said. They have a much, a much better team than they've had in the past. Um, uh, or not in the past, but like, uh, they've improved so much in the offseason, 
And if this team can play, uh, use all their assets to play well together, I don't see any reason why uh, he wouldn't get it either. Well, first of all, I would like to say another thing I'm high on the heat this year. They scrapped those ugly vice versa uniforms. I got to say, I was not a fan of those. Like the neon pink and neon blue just didn't suit well together, in my opinion. And then, yeah, I like everything that you said about Nate McMillan. His or his presence with Atlanta really bolstered that team to new heights. And it showed as they took down Philly in the Eastern Conference Finals, a series that not many people had winning. Spoiler alert, I did. I believe you did, too. Yes, I did. I had them going all the way to the NBA Finals, actually, my prediction. But, yeah. But, hey, Trey Young got hurt, so who knows what would have happened. All right, yeah, into the yeah. sixth man of the year award last year, Jordan Clarkson of the Jazz took home this award, and that Jazz team ended up as the first team in the West. So, Zach, I think the point with that is good bench players make a huge, huge difference. We saw with Iggy and the Golden State Warriors, Portis with the Bucks. Who, who's, win, who's winning that award this year? I would honestly have to give it to probably either Jordan Clarkson or again or maybe Ingles if he plays well. But I'd say it definitely goes to someone on the Jazz because um, the Jazz are just like have solid depth. Like they're a solid overall team. So I would probably have to give it to one of those two. Um, I, yeah, I don't really know who else would be in the running for it if I'm well, being perfectly honest. Well, I'll tell you who else will be in the running, and it's someone from your hometown team. How about Carmelo Anthony? Why aren't we showing him any love, Zach? The, the I mean, whole reason why I wasn't putting anyone on the Lakers up there is just we get it. Because, we don't want you to just because we don't. I don't know how the rock how it's gonna be looking. He might start a couple games later on in the season. I don't know. So I I was just going with a safer pick right okay, there. Okay, that's fair. But we all know your homerism is gonna show eventually. The only question is when, if we're being totally honest. But let's be honest, Zach. This kid can still play, and it's weird of me to call him a kid because he's in his late 30s. However, I feel like after the whole Houston thing broke out, people just lost sight of how valuable a player he was. Well, he, he averaged 13 points for the Portland Trailblazers last season in just over 24 minutes. That's 26 points per game over a full 48 minutes. That's 20 over 36. So his play this season for the Los Angeles Lakers is going to be vital. His shooting is going to be vital. Why? The only other shooter on the Lakers that I can name right now is Contavious Caldwell-Pope, maybe Anthony Davis on a good day. So that being said, if he can give the Lakers 35, dare I say 40% shooting from beyond the arc, that team is going to be so much better than people think. And that is why Carmelo Anthony, the Syracuse kid, is my choice for sixth man of the year. Okay. I, I, I do, I do uh, in part agree. However... We'll see where he is on the roster as well. Although you do know more, you do know the Lakers much better than I do, being a Lakers fan. So, I mean, who knows whether or not he's going to start? I believe the Lakers have one of the two opening night games. Well, tonight, since this is dropping Tuesday. So yeah. All right, but let's right. move into the most improved award and eh, another unpredictable one. If I'm being totally honest, I'm completely blanking on who won it last year. But Julius, Julius Randall, Julius Randall. That's right. That's yeah. right. I'll offer a hot take on the Knicks a little bit later. So, most improved player could be anybody. Who you got? Honestly, I'm going to take Michael Porter Jr. here. Um, I'm pretty sure he was injured um, a decent amount last season. And I honestly have the Nuggets doing pretty well in the Western Conference this year, um, despite uh, 
Jamal Murray not having a return date set. Right. Um, and I do see uh, MPJ as a crucial factor in that roster. Um, so if they can be a top four seed in the West, I think that um, he'll end up with the award. Okay, so I actually disagree. And this is one of my flaming takes of the show. This kid has flown under the radar in recent years, in large part, or last season, his rookie year, because a lot of the players around him were constantly injured or didn't play up to their potential. But this team is getting a key piece back in a few months, and James Wiseman is going to flourish when Steph Curry and Klay Thompson come back. He's the, he is the catalyst that is going to drive whether or not the Golden State Warriors have success this season. But in my opinion, he's winning that most improved player of the year award. 15 and 10 for James Wiseman is my prediction. And that's going to be enough to win most improved player. But, and I'll surface it with this. This is such an unpredictable award. We're not really certain what is, you know, the guidelines to winning it per se. So that being said, this is purely a gut instinct. It could be, for all we know, Jason Tatum could jump from 28 points per game to 35 points per game. That would get him the most improved player award. We just don't know. We just don't know. Yeah. But tell me, you don't tell me you like my pick though, Zach. I know you do. Uh, honestly, I'm still gonna take my pick over yours. All right. Just because, just because I feel like the Warriors have much have a much better roster than the Nuggets. They do. But they do. Solely for that reason, I would take MPJ over Wiseman. I do like your pick. That was honestly like. Uh, one of the more uh, sleeper ones, I think. He's a dark horse, and we'll he get is, into we'll definitely. get into we'll get into where we each have Golden State momentarily. However, don't sleep on them, is what I'll say now. All right, Depoy, Depoy, Depoy. This award has been dominated by the likes of Gobert and Giannis over the past few years. Is it going to be an outsider's act, or will we see a re- excuse me a repeat winner? Personally, I'm I'm going to go with the boring answer and say it's going to be uh, one of those two again. Um, I would be leaning towards Giannis. However, I do have him in the next part for MVP, oh. uh, which we'll talk about later. Um, so I don't see him winning both awards again. So for that reason, I think I am going to have to uh, go with Gobert here for Deep Boy. I'm also going with the easy answer. It's going to be Rudy Gobert. He's the best defensive player in the NBA, and there's not really much debate to it. Ben Simmons can talk all the trash he wants about how good of a defensive player he is. However, he's not better than Rudy Gobert. I'm sorry. That's just the truth of the matter. So, I mean, this kid blocks shots left and right. He is one of the best rebounders, if not the best rebounder in the NBA. I should know that because he steals rebounds from me on my career on 2K22. So, that in mind, I have a hard time picking against anyone not named Gobert. Yeah, it's the easy pick, but at the same time, what are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. So it uh, looks like there's another point we agree on. I it know. It sound like you're about to agree on me on the next topic, though. No, you surfaced your MVP, though. I believe you mentioned Giannis's name. Is he your pick? Yeah, honestly, I've been seeing the videos of his new shot developing and stuff. And it, I'm telling you, if he can keep shooting like he has, like he did in that game, I think it was against the Jet. I don't, I don't remember who they were playing in that game. The video that was leaked of him knocking down like four mid ranges, a couple of threes. Right. His new five second free throw he unleashed that game. Um, I just don't see how they can lose. Okay. So, 
let's flash it back. I'm blanking on the exact date was June 19th of 2021. It was a down to the wire finish in the borough of Brooklyn. One toe, a toenail, excuse me, kept Kevin Durant from etching his name into NBA history with one of the greatest all-time shots. A toenail prevented Brooklyn from going to the Eastern Conference Finals and winning the NBA championship. So what is KD going to do? He's going to be a monster next season. He's going to pick up the load that Kyrie Irving will leave Brooklyn with. And granted, I will say this, the Nets are going to be better off without Kyrie Irving. I'm just going to throw that out there. Howard, that is not going to stop Kevin Durant from winning the MVP this year. I think he showed last season that he is still 100% despite the questions after he tore his Achilles. I think that his name can very easily be up there in terms of who is the best player in the NBA right now. I think that he's going to win MVP this year. I don't think there's much more to be said. Well, I'm, I'm going to say one thing. I disagree. There who's, the best, who's the best player in the NBA right now? We know your answer, but who's best the best player? Best player in the NBA currently? Yes. I, I would say either KD or Steph, but um, what's it called? I do. I think that that's also based off of a lot of last season. I'm saying with the season going forward, Giannis is going to prove himself and some and cement himself for this talk of the greatest Milwaukee Buck of all time. And soon, maybe like in the future down the road, he might build up a resume to be considered in the goat talk if he keeps playing at the same caliber he's been playing at. So. Hot take, man. All right, only time will tell, but. Let's get into our standings predictions-ish. So, Zach, what I want to do is have go one through ten playoff teams. So we've got the six locks for the playoffs and then the four teams that are going to have to go through the play-in round, which, by the way, is back this season. So lay it out for us. Tell you what, let's start one through five, then I'll give my one through five. Okay, uh, no, excuse me, one through six, one through six. Here, I didn't write this out beforehand, so I'm just kind of looking at the teams and I'm just going to be basing it off of what I think right now. All right, um, let's hear it. I I think at number one uh, is going to be the Lakers. Homer uh, take. I might Homer have a take. little bit of bias Homer towards take. that. Huh? Homer take. No, I, I think I'd say that even if I wasn't a Laker fan. Um, cap, 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 cap. No cap. <laughs> All right, uh, buddy. Anyways. So I say Lakers are get number one. Um, and then this right here, I'm going to have Jazz getting number two seed. Right. Uh, th- and then this pick right here, I'm going to have Mavs at, at three. You have so, Dallas at three. Yeah. I think that they're going to be a lot better, and they're going to keep pushing through all of regular season. They're not going to try and uh, – half-ass it later on. They want to secure that spot. I think that they're going to end up as a solid three. Wow. Uh, Dallas at three. Yeah. Um, And then for my fourth, I would have to take probably Phoenix again. Uh, They made it to the, obviously, the NBA Finals. Uh, I just don't – I couldn't put them any higher because I don't think Chris Paul is going to be playing at the same caliber he has been. And I think that DeAndre Aiden, uh, I don't think he's going to be able to step up as much as he did in the playoffs. I think he'll still be a really great player. I just don't see him playing at the same caliber he was these playoffs. Um, They did just sign the McHale Bridges extension, which I really liked, but 
Um, yeah, I, I just ha- I couldn't put them any higher on the list just solely because I don't think Chris Paul will be playing at the same caliber. Um, and then my number five seed prediction will be the Denver Nuggets uh, at number five. I think once Jamal Murray returns, him and Jokic are going to have something that they want to prove. Um, we'll get to see uh, if the, them and Phoenix Suns rematch first round of the playoffs, hopefully, if my predictions are accurate. Michael Porter Jr., like I mentioned, hopefully uh, hopefully getting the most improved. Uh, so I, I think that this team does have the, the opportunity to be a fifth seed. Who's your six? Who's your six? Uh, Golden State Warriors. Okay. Six. All right. I just couldn't put them higher because Clay Thompson's return date is still unknown. It's uh, speculated that Christmas Day could be when he makes his Wouldn't return. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, that, that would be nice. So they make the return. Uh, I I forget who they're playing. I think they're scheduled to play the Bucks. No, we played the Bucks on Christmas. Oh, I, I don't know who the Warriors play. But, yeah, uh, I, I do have Warriors at number six. Uh, the Warriors are in Phoenix on Christmas Day. That's going to be a good game. All right. Phoenix, okay. So my, my one through six, my top seed is the Utah Jazz. And – they showed how good they are in the regular season. They're a very deep team. And you know what the scary thing is, Zach? They got huh. even deeper with the additions of Rudy Gay and Hassan Whiteside. They're both they're not as good as what they were a few years ago. However, Whiteside can add rebounding off the bench. Gay can add scoring off the bench. Look out, NBA, is all I'm going to say. All right, my number two is Phoenix. I think that last year's run was no fluke. I think that Mikal Bridges is going to take an even bigger step forward now that he's signed that four-year, $90 million QC extension. Aiton's only going to get better, too. Number three, give me the Golden State Warriors. I really, really like this team, even without Clay Thompson for the first two months of the season because the draft, the additions of Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody through the NBA draft are going to do wonders for their bench. And when Clay gets back around Christmas Day, like you mentioned, this team has championship potential. Excuse me. This team has championship potential once again. My number four seed, I have the Lakers. Don't worry. I'm not going to put them too low, Zach. I mean, that is too low. I will oh, tell you that right on. now. That's a mistake, putting them that low. Only time will tell. I mean, there are obviously still questions about their shooting. I mean, will Russell Westbrook mesh with LeBron and AD? Only time will tell. My number five seed, I have the Denver Nuggets for the reasons you mentioned. Michael Porter Jr. Going to have a better season. The reigning MVP, Joe Kidd. <laughs> The only reason they're not higher is because Jamal Murray's torn ACL is going to keep him out for most of the season. I believe he's coming back at some point. Then number six, give me the Dallas Mavericks. Give me Doncic. Questions about Porzingis' health still linger. However, Luka Doncic alone is good enough to get this team into the playoffs, in my opinion. Yeah. Honestly, I do think Porzingis is actually going to be stepping up a lot more if they don't um, make a midseason trade for him with him or uh, something like that. I think that the media has been uh, severely underrating him, and he's going to have a. I think he's going to have one a stellar performance this season, and yeah. something to look for. To look All right, for. so let's do our playing teams in the West now. This is the little seven through ten range. So, who? Which four teams are going to be fighting for the last two spots? Uh, should, I, should I say like seven through ten or just like the four teams? Seven through ten. Seven through ten. So I'm, I think uh, I'm going to put the Port. It's between Portland and Clippers for seven and eight seed for me. I think I will put Portland up at the seven seed just because Nurkic is going to be back. 
and Kawhi Leonard is going to be out for a vast majority of the season, if not, uh, if not the full time. Uh, and I don't think Paul George and uh, uh, is going to be able to carry this team all on his own. I mean, I know have that you, they do. Hold on, hold on. Have you little faith in Terrence Mann? <laughs> Terrence Mann also was one of my. Uh, cl- I was thinking about him for possible uh, most improved player as well. Um, I do, I do think he will. I think he's going to step up a lot this year. I, I just don't know how he'll be looking, uh, or how the team's going to do without uh, Kawhi, and if they're going to be able to adapt and fill that hole. Right. Um, I... So yeah, Portland at seven, Clippers at eight for me. Um, at number nine, I'm I'm going to put my faith in John Morant and the Grizzlies. Um, Expect that. Yeah, and so at number 10, it's honestly, I was thinking either Pelicans and we'll see a Jaw-Zion matchup in the first uh, playing game or the or the Timberwolves. But I think I'm leaning towards Pelicans here at the 10 seed, but it's going to be close. You and I are almost spot on. I've got the Clippers at seven, the Blazers at eight. The Grizzlies at nine and the Pelicans at ten, which means the five teams in the West that are not making the play-in at minimum: Minnesota, San Antonio, Sacramento, Houston, OKC. The Clippers, still a very deep team without Kawhi. I think his return is ultimately going to benefit them come playoff time, and it'll get them out of the playing game as the seven seed. Portland, they'll be the eight. Memphis will be the nine. New Orleans will be the ten. I think Jaw will beat Zion in that matchup, and it'll be Grizzlies Blazers in the bubble game to determine the eighth seed, a rematch of the bubble game to determine who played the Lakers. And in that game, Memphis is going to win and send Damian Lillard out of Portland. All right. All right. Now let's move into the East. Now we're going to do it kind of similar one through six, then we'll move on. Give it. All right. So at the number one seed, I'm going to have the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I feel like that's a pretty standard pick. (laughs) Um, at number, at the number two seed, I'm going to be putting in the Milwaukee Bucks at the number three seed. I'm going to have the Miami heat at the number four seed. I'm going to have the 76ers, uh, and at the number five seed, I'm going to put the Atlanta Hawks and at the sixth seed, I'm going to put, uh, the Boston Celtics. All right. So. You and I are almost spot on. We have the same six teams, just in different orders. I think they're a clear-cut top two in the Eastern Conference, and that's Milwaukee and Brooklyn. I've got the Bucks number one because I think the momentum from their championship is going to carry over into the regular season and ultimately will help them get home court over the Nets, which who will be number two. I mean, I said it earlier, not having Kyrie Irving is probably going to benefit this team because, A, we saw what Kyrie did in Boston, and, B, just imagine having a player that, comes in to play games half the time, then the other half the time is not even there. You know what that does? It creates a Completely weird dynamic. Completely disrupts team chemistry. So it's it's honestly going to benefit them just making it clear cut. You're not He's not going to be involved. So, yeah, I think it's pretty straightforward there. All right, number three, I agree with you. I also have Miami. That depth is so much better than it has been in years past. Number four, this is where the homerism comes in. Give me the Boston Celtics. They're a much deeper team than they've been in years past. However, the loss of Kemba Walker does sting, and hopefully they can stay healthy for once. 
Number five seed, I have the Philadelphia 76ers, and let's get something straight. Philly would be much, much higher on my list. Well, maybe not much higher, but they would be higher on my list if the Ben Simmons situation was resolved. Because if you're having him come in unhappy, you know what that does? Disrupts chemistry. And number six, I've got Atlanta. I mean, yeah, they were really good last year, but I think they take a slight step back. But I think the one through two and the three through six categories in the Eastern Conference are clear cut. And the one through six in the West is also clear cut. I don't, we had our orders different, but our one through sixes in each conference were identical. Yeah. All right. So let's get into your seven through 10 in the East. These are teams going to be playing in the play. And then I've got some spicy takes on this one, Zach. Let's, what's say you? I think I got some interesting takes as well. Um, so at the seventh seed, I'm going to be placing the Indiana Pacers. Respectable. Um, at the eighth seed, I think I'm going to have to go with the Knicks. Um, and let's see. So that, that leaves me with the Hornets and Bulls for the nine and ten seed. Uh, I think I'm going to have to place the Bulls at the nine, Hornets at ten. Uh, we'll we'll see how Melo does coming off this injury. All right, so your five teams in the East not making it, Toronto, Orlando, Cleveland, Washington, Detroit. And in my opinion, Orlando, Cleveland, Washington, and Detroit are the four bottom feeders that don't really stand a chance. That puts the Bulls, Raptors, Hornets, Pacers, and Knicks in a five-team race for four slots. And dare I say it, I think the Knicks aren't making the playoffs this year. They really, really overachieved last year. And they addressed some of their needs this offseason with Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier. But you're seriously telling me that it meant a supporting cast of Emmanuel Quickly and Alec Burks and inconsistent Evan Fournier and unhealthy Kemba Walker is going to be enough to back up Julius Randle? Nah. I mean, you're you're putting it Julius Randle all alone. He's still got R.J. Barrett and Derek R.J. Barrett, R.J. Schmerritt, in my opinion. And Derek Rose? Not going to stay healthy the whole season. When's the last time he has, Zach? Tell, sit right here and tell me the last time Derrick Rose was healthy for an entire season. Oh, yeah. It was in 2011 when he won the MVP award. We were nine when he won the MVP award. Okay, so get back to this point. I've got the Bulls at seven. This team could be a five-seed in the East. However, at the same time, they could also miss the playoffs entirely. So that's why I have them sort of in that middle ground in the playing round. Number eight seed, I'm high on the Toronto Raptors. I think Pascal Siakam is going to have a huge bounce back season after a really disappointing last season. I mean, the Raptors didn't even make the playoffs, for crying out loud. Number nine, give me the Charlotte Hornets. They're still a few years away. However, I think the addition of James Knight through the draft was really, really, really underrated. And then number 10, Indiana. I mean, they've got to get – I mean, they've got to figure it out. I mean – the old depot situation sort of pointed towards how that franchise isn't exactly trending upwards. So I think just staying in the playoffs is the move for them at this point. I agree. All right. But let's now let's evaluate the Western conference playoff picture as a whole. Zach, who is your champion? Why are they your champion and how do they get there? Western conference only. Western conference only. I'm going to be picking the Lakers. Obviously my favorite team. Um, might have a bit of bias there, but I, I think once the Lakers start to develop as a whole and figure out their chemistry, uh, bring Westbrook into their roster, incorporate him, uh, he'll help take some of the pressure off. 
I think with a healthy Lakers roster, there there's no one in, that can beat them in a seven game series uh, in the West. All right. So I disagree, and I'm gonna get flaming hot here. So you're a Celtic fan. The conference finalists in the Western Conference are going to be the Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers. And let me make something quite clear right now. Steph Curry's record against LeBron in the playoffs should have a zero in the loss column. It has a one for one reason and one reason only. Draymond Green is an idiot. If Draymond Green is not suspended for game five, Golden State wins game five. Boom, they win the championship. LeBron is three and seven in the finals. I'm sorry. That's just a fact. So I am banking on Clay Thompson coming back healthy. It's a hot take. I know. I'm picking the Golden State Warriors to come out of the West. If James Wiseman and Andrew Wiggins and Moody and Kaminga can develop and play around Curry, Thompson, and Green, that team is going to be really, really scary. It's a hot take. I know. I don't see but it. It's happen- one I feel good about. I don't ha- see it happening solely because of their whole team dynamic. They got a lot of young players and a and a, and a one, th- one thing I will one thing I will add. They have the perfect coach for it too. Steve Kerr is still a really really good coach. You can disagree with me all you want, but Steve Kerr coaching goes coaching is a severely underrated aspect of all professional sports. That's something that a lot of people don't understand. And I think the new England Patriots really exemplified that in their loss to Dallas today, but that's a discussion for this Saturday. Coaching is important. And Steve Kerr is one of the best. So that's part of why I'm banking on it. So, but enough of that, let's get to the Eastern conference. Zach, who's your Eastern conference champion? How do they get there? So I'm going to have to go with the Milwaukee Bucks. I think that they're going to, I think that they're going to be able to beat uh, all the other teams in the West or East. I mean, uh, including the Brooklyn Nets uh, solely because of um, solely because of uh, Kyrie not being able to play in half the games. Right. Um, So I, I will be going with the Bucks here. As my pick, and I think with Giannis coming off of his championship, they're going to want to prove that that wasn't a fluke season, and they're going to have more drive than ever uh, to get to the championship. That is fair. All right, so I've got, I've also got the Milwaukee Bucks making the finals out of the East. I think that Brooklyn is going to lose in the second round once again, and they're going to lose to Miami. However, Milwaukee swept the Heat in last year's. Blah, blah, blah first round and I know they swiped PJ Tucker from them and added Kyle Lowry however I don't think that's going to be enough for Miami to sort of get over that hump so it's going to be a close series but I think home court advantage plays Bucks and seven so your NBA finals Lakers Bucks who's surprised about the Lakers part I've got Warriors Bucks I know who you're picking to win the championship but say it Los Angeles Lakers baby they We're will bring pass the Boston Celtics for most titles. And meh. Hey, 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 hey. Actually, no, you Get won't. The Los Angeles Lakers have 12. The Lakers franchise has 17. That's you know, what we're basing the, it off the of. Other, the other five belong to Minneapolis. Those 12, take them all you want. But it doesn't matter. 
I'm taking the Golden State Warriors to beat the Milwaukee Bucks in six games. It's hot. I know. But have ye little faith in Steph Curry. The man, what he did in his age 32 season last year, and he had no help, by the way, he should have won the MVP of the National Basketball Association. Now he's got Clay back. The core is back in place. They've got a lot of young guys to work with, too. I'm banking on this Golden State Warriors team, Zach. You can disagree with me all you want, but. Lakers in five. Warriors in six. It won't happen if they don't make it. They're making it, Zach. Don't worry. All right. Well, that is going to do it for our NBA preview. Zach, thanks again for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Well, for Zach Deedle, I'm Liam Griffin. Give the show a follow on Instagram at Full Court Press Podcast and on Twitter at Full CP Podcast. That's F-U-L-L-C-P Podcast. And if you want to be in Zach's shoes, get in contact with me. We'll make it happen. As always, stay healthy, wash your hands, be safe, be positive. Saturday, the Minnesota Miracle Man himself is set to make his debut on the show, barring a scheduling conflict. It's going to be awesome. Who is the Minnesota Miracle Man? Only time will tell. We'll see you then.